Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. You're back for another episode. Today, we're talking all about how to network online using social media without being spammy. Now, hold your horses. I know you might be tempted to just completely turn off this episode because maybe you're like me and you just really don't like the idea of having to network at all. Right? If you're an introvert, maybe the, the insides are just cringing a little bit, but I am going to really plead with you and ask that you give this episode a chance, no matter what your personality, no matter what your experience has been with other networking events or just the whole idea of it. So let's dive in. We're going to be talking all about networking and how to do it like a pro using tools that are right at your fingertips, right on your phone, and how to do it without being sleazy or spammy and really missing the boat and taking advantage of a huge opportunity that I believe is still, still available for you and also maximizes the number one trend that I have predicted is going to be happening in 2020 and really in years beyond, which is being personable. So go back and listen to that whole episode because I'm, I'm talking a little bit more about all of that um, in, in a different episode, but not for today. So let's dive in. First, I want to share a story because I think if you're anything like me, perhaps the reason why when you first clicked on this episode or read the title or even heard the opening sentence, you were a little bit intrigued, but at the same time, part of you is cringing inside. Right? So I know that having gone to many, many, many networking events through my corporate career, that most of the time it was one of two things. It was either you would get bombarded by all these people who were immediately trying to sell to you. It was like fresh meat and you were just inundated with people slapping those business cards in your hand and not even saying hello or thank you. It was just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And here you go. And off to the next race. And it doesn't really feel very good when that happens. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two was I would go with a bunch of colleagues feeling kind of like a fish out of water and we would all stand huddled next to the food, right? Eating a whole bunch of uh, veggies and dips or um, appetizers that really weren't that great, but it was to avoid having the small talk and the drudgery of having to meet so many new people, all wanting to do the same thing, which was essentially to see if people wanted to be their customer. And, and really, at the end of the day, nobody wanting to put themselves out there and fear the face of rejection by having people say no, or being totally confused by what we do, or being totally disinterested. So if any of that sounds like scenarios or situations that you have gone through, then stick around because we're going to dive in to what I believe is the best way to network online using social media platforms of your choice and in a way that maximizes 
your personality, your strengths, and who you actually are. So you don't need to be anybody other than yourself, which I hope is a big sigh of relief for you listening right now. So the core thing that I want you to remember is that no matter what social media platform that you're choosing to use, because that's going to depend on your business as well as your ideal clients, like where are they hanging out? Where do they naturally gravitate towards? Where are they looking for people like you? Where are they researching information that is what you do, right? Like topics that is around what it is that you actually help them with. So regardless of what social media platform that you're choosing, I want you to think about the fact that it is a social platform. So yes, there's going to be nuances, right? Like uh, Snapchat, and I am not saying I am a social media or a Snapchat expert at all. Not at all. But what I want you to understand is that every social media platform has a different flavor. It has a different culture, it has a different vibe and a tone and a different kind of approach to languaging. So that means that when you go onto the social media platform that you're hanging out on, you need to be mindful of how people are expecting to interact with you. If you show up, it's like going to a party and being in your bathing suit when everybody else is in cocktail, like, like, black tie. So I'll share really quickly and this will give you a, a hint as to when I've recorded this episode. Last night was the Golden Globes. I don't often watch award shows anymore and I don't know why but we were flicking through as we were making supper, my husband and I and my kids uh, were immediately intrigued because they really don't watch a ton of TV. They've grown up in the era of Netflix and Hulu and YouTube. Like They very rarely watch regular old TV and so when they saw these people people dressed up, they immediately, immediately said, Hey, what's that? And as we explained, it's the, it's the golden globes. They had heard of it, but they had never ever seen it. And as the cameras panned the audience, which were all the movie stars sitting at these tables dressed in their fancy black tie and cocktail affair, uh, garb out of the corner of my eye, who do I spy? But Jason Momoa. And if you don't know who that is, he's the guy who played Aquaman, among other uh, roles, including a very famous role on Game of Thrones. And so Jason Momoa was wearing a black tank top. At least that's what it looked like. Uh, later on, he put on um, a, uh, a suit jacket um, that was, I think, velvet, maybe, super fancy. Uh, but at the time, when the cameras panned past him in his muscled arms, he was sitting there in a muscle tank top. Like, so, so immediately my thoughts were, well, geez, he really dressed up for the affair and the occasion. He really, he just stood out because he didn't match. And that's what I want you to think about is if you were to show up on, let's say LinkedIn using very colloquial language or dropping a lot of um, curse words like F-bombs, it may not go over as well as perhaps a channel like Snapchat or even Facebook or Instagram. Those, uh, those platforms are a little bit more casual. And so first think about the platform, right? And then I want you to apply the three things that I'm going to share with you through the lens of what is the platform require? How does the platform and the people that show up on that platform want to interact with one another, including me? Because 
you are a guest going to somebody else's house. Our social media platforms do not are not owned by us. The rules and the culture and the vibe of how people are interacting is is set up by the people who own the platform and not by us. So eventually you will want to move off of social media and uh, networking on social media strictly as the only platform and moving people into an area where you own it. Ideally, your email list. We'll talk about that in a later episode. So pay attention to what the social media platform dictates and then also pay attention to yourself. What's your intention? Like how do you like to network? And don't veer off course simply because a guru or an expert has told you that this is the best way to be social and this is the best way to network. For me, as an example, and maybe for you, I hate small talk, but I'm very curious about where people live and why they choose where they live. Did they always grow up that way um, or uh, what's happening, right? And so I want to make sure that for me and maybe for you, that it is very, very um, aligned to how you naturally act. Because as soon as you start to network in a very fake or a disinterest or disingenuous way, people are going to know and they're going to know that you have an ulterior motive. And so ideally, you know that networking is a big part of your business model, but it shouldn't be the only reason why you're networking. You need to be, um, you need to be intentional and you need to be human and you need to be personable. So with that being said, let's dive into the three ways the three things that I want you to keep in mind as you're networking on social media without being sleazy or spammy or just plain old weird. So number one is to be genuine. Be who you are. If that means that you are more formal, then be more formal, even on a more casual platform. That's totally okay, right? Um, but I want you to think about how that comes across to other people. And it may be better for you to find a platform that is more like you than not like you. Right? So if you're more formal, if you're more like corporate in your language, then go hang out on um, LinkedIn, maybe even Twitter. Right? Like if you like things that are really quick and to the point, then Twitter might be an excellent vehicle for you. If you like to be cutting edge and really uh, top of the market in terms of just things that are early adapters, then you may want to try out the new social media platforms as soon as they come out. Um, maybe TikTok would be a really great platform for you to practice and play around and just see what's happening out there and who else is on that platform. But the number one thing that I want you to keep in mind is that you are a human first and foremost, and then it's really important that you are as genuine as you can possibly be in your approach. Now, I'm going to share with you, like, if you are networking for the sole purpose of going and trying to sell somebody right then and there on the spot, that is never going to work or very, very rarely is that going to work because remember, people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. And while we can speed that up with some borrowed relationship, you can't rush it. It would be like meeting somebody for the first time at a speed dating round and then immediately going to the chapel to get eloped. Um, it may happen, but it's going to be really, really rare. And so the main intention of you networking is actually not to get people to buy from you right away. The main intention is actually, again, if you listen back to one of our earlier episodes around the sales process, it's to move to the next stage of the sales process. That is success 
as it relates to your networking. So for me and for you, what I want you to think about is when you're genuinely connecting with individuals is are you making enough of a relationship that people want to take the next step? Do they want to meet with you again? That would be a great way for you to be able to gauge your success. And it's one of the main measurements that I used when I did a ton of networking events in building up a franchise location for my uh for my corporate experience. So we did a ton, a ton of networking events, um, offline mostly, but the same premise holds true because I did this in my online based business and it works across the board. So don't feel like just because you've only done this offline or you're only doing this online, that this does not apply. Number one, be genuine applies across the board. And it is something that you cannot forget. Number two is just like I shared with you earlier is, get curious. Be really curious about the people that you're meeting. And if you find that you're just not interested, that's okay. You know, bless and release, as I like to say, and move on to the next person. There's definitely going to be, uh, you know, somebody to float your boat, so to speak, at every single place that you go to, even in social media. And I don't want you to get your, um, your kind of heart crushed or dashed because, you, you're meeting people and you just aren't gelling. You just aren't clicking. What I want you to think about is when you go to real in-person networking events and parties and you meet with people at different things that you're going to, how many times do you instantly like just connect with somebody right off the bat? I know for me, it doesn't always happen that way. And so being online is really not any different. So don't set yourself up for failure by expecting that all of a sudden you're entering into an online space, perhaps like a Facebook group, and expecting that everybody there is going to be clamoring to be your best friend. It doesn't work that way. And so um, I want you to really think about how can you be curious? How can you be interested in what's going on in their life? Because the number one topic that business owners love to talk about is themselves. And so by virtue of you being curious, by virtue of you asking a lot of questions, they are naturally going to open up to you. It's now a matter of you finding the person that you are the most curious about and that you are the most interested in learning more about because you do have something in common and that you do want to learn more about them because you are interested. And as, uh, as a virtue of that, they're going to find you more interesting. So that's number two. The third point is to create a connection. Now, if you've done number one and number two, then number three really just follows suit. It is kind of the natural next step, which is that if you've been genuine, if you have been curious, then almost automatically you're going to create a connection with somebody. This is the perfect spot in order to be able to lay the foundation for a relationship, whether that's short-term or long-term, but also ultimately the main goal of networking, which is to get the next step. The next step looks like another conversation. And it, again, again, whoa, it's not about making the sale on the next contact. Not always. Now, be prepared because if you're doing these things, then you will find that people, uh, if, if they have a problem that you can solve, they will naturally be curious about you as well. They will want to find out a little bit more. And if you are really good at what you do, then you should never feel afraid about sharing what it is that you do and why you're so passionate about helping them. Because remember, that is a gift that you have, uh, like a, 
a little package, a little hidden gem that you're going to unfold and that they're going to be able to open up and be wowed by the contents that are inside. And just like we all, well, I hope, I hope you do, but you know, we all love receiving gifts, right? And the amount of amazement and wonderment that you receive when you don't know quite what's inside and you have that anticipation, but you know it's going to be marvelous, wonderful, and it's going to be just amazing, that is what you're doing for somebody else. When you allow them the opportunity to open up and see the gift that's inside of you, the way that you can help them, and that this package that you are providing to them is going to change their life in whatever way that you change people's lives. And by you hiding this gift and putting it into this dark cupboard somewhere as if it's something that you should be ashamed of, you never allow people that opportunity to share in the gift, to share in that amazement, to share in the wonderment and the beauty that you know giving and receiving allows us to be able to share in. So when you create that connection, it's really about identifying why you like that person, why they might like you, and really, really understanding how you can help them, right? And so it is totally okay if at any point in this process, you realize, I actually don't have very much in common with this person, or I just don't click with them. There's just something off about their vibe or my vibe. And keeping in mind that on social media is really hard to read tone and body language, right? By and large, we're communicating using the written word. So a lot of the nuances that we would get to face communication are missing. So please take that with a grain of salt. Now, having said that, if you keep interacting with the same person over and over again on the social media platform that you are, and you just realize, gosh, this person's really just getting under my skin. I really don't like them. Then stop. Because here's the beautiful part about networking on online that's very different from offline. Offline, it is hard to avoid somebody. Um, it almost sometimes feels like you are running across the room. <laughs> Anybody that has done that, you know what I'm talking about. But online, it's kind of an introvert's dream, first of all, because you can be social when you want. You can shut it down. You can be on. You can be off. And as a result, it also means that you don't have to respond to any person that you don't want to respond to. It is a beautiful thing to be able to have that amount of power, that amount of control, and that amount of choice over the interactions that you have. And so I'll share with you one quick story before we hop off for today's episode. When I first started my business, I, again, huge introvert, but I was also dealing with some post-post-traumatic stress, um, some high anxiety that has resulted uh, from my car accident, and I didn't want to go in a car. I didn't want to leave my house. And so the offline, like in-person networking that I had been used to was completely not available to me. So when I found that I could do very similar in social media through Facebook groups, I was overjoyed. Now, I met so many amazing people. And one of the things that I did that I think has unfortunately taken a turn for the worse because people are using it in a very spammy, like clickbaity or bait and switch sort of way, which are coffee calls or connection calls. So if you haven't heard of this term, you know, when you do an offline networking event, uh, when I would train all of my sales reps, what I would get them to do would was to set goals. They would always set a goal 
at a networking event or prior to going to a networking event for how many contacts that they wanted to make. And the success was based off of how many of those contacts would turn into a follow-up appointment. Now that appointment, I'm using air quotes, is not really to sell anything. Again, these were to meet for coffee. It was to continue that conversation and to go a little bit deeper because let's face it, when you're at a networking event, maybe for 30 minutes and you're trying to reach as many people as possible, whether that's one or whether that's five or maybe that's a lot more than five, you can't go into the amount of detail in a conversation as you can when you have a follow-up conversation. You really just want to have enough that you know, hey, I like them. They like me. I'm curious about what they're doing. I want to know more information. And there may be a way for us to be able to do something at some point down the road or even just because I want to know a little bit more about what it is that they do. So the next step for an offline networking, as far as I'm concerned, is to have coffee, right? Let's go for coffee. That's a very natural progression. It's after you create that connection and you know you want to continue having that relationship and have a, a further conversation, you ask somebody to go out for coffee. Now, in the online space, I realized, well, how do I do this if I am genuinely curious and I want to know more about what it is that this person is doing. So I created what I call a virtual coffee. Nobody was doing it at the time. Now, bear in mind, this was back in 2016. Now, in Facebook groups in particular, everybody and their monkey is asking people for a virtual coffee or a connection call. But back when I started, I was one of the very, very first because nobody knew what the heck I was talking about when I said, hey, do you want to go for a virtual coffee or a tea? And they'd say, what is that? Well, what does that mean? And because I come from this very extensive corporate background where this was the norm, I had to explain myself. And as we went through, I realized that people were just missing the boat in terms of taking it that one step further. And I think that's really where the beauty of putting this whole package together comes into play is really having an opportunity to see are we going to be able to meet in person? If you're local, great. I would really encourage you to think about could you do that? And I've been doing that here in my local community as well. The other part is don't be afraid to use virtual platforms like Zoom, like Skype, even FaceTime on your phone um, to be able to do a virtual video coffee chat where you're going to be able to bring your drink of choice and have a conversation. I know that I had well over a hundred of these calls booked in the first three months of me kind of starting my business because I really just wanted to be able to see what the heck were people looking for? What were they struggling with? And how could I possibly, maybe even just a little bit, um, provide them with some kind of help or a solution? And so along the way, did I meet some folks that I realized I don't really want to spend any extra time? Of course, just like in real online or offline networking, you're going to encounter the same thing when you're online. And that's why I said to you earlier, that it's really important that you understand that you have the choice. You don't need to interact with people that aren't your cup of tea. So as many people as I found in those amazing Facebook groups and was able to create those connections and really start networking and get known as the go-to expert in sales, there were a few, there were a handful of people that kept, uh, getting under my skin. They, they kept pushing back every time I had a post or that I shared something that was thought provoking. They were immediately the ones that kind of felt like they were um, kind of pushing back and, and jumping all over me. And I realized that 
that kind of energy was making me really stressed out. It was making me feel really bad about myself. And that's not why I started my business. Because again, I was here in service of others. And so I decided early on that I was not going to stand for that, that I would not address them because there really was no point. And then I would simply just allow them to say what they wanted to say and not acknowledge them, not respond, not interact, because what was the point? And so I want you to have permission right now that no matter what happens in your networking adventures, that you are going to be able to know and hold your head up high that you've done your best, that you have been as kind and considerate as possible, that you have put your best foot forward, that you have been able to demonstrate who you are as a brand and as a person, a human first and foremost, and that no matter what, you are doing as best as you can. So let's do a quick recap of these three things before we hop off. So number one is to be genuine. Number two is to get curious, genuinely curious, like really be interested in that other person. Number three is to create a connection. Ideally, you're going to keep moving that relationship forward. You're going to allow yourself an opportunity to learn more about people and go a little bit deeper. And don't be afraid to book calls, to have real life conversations, whatever shape or form that may look like for you, because that is where the magic happens. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. You're going to want to catch us over in the show notes because there's lots of extra goodies for you, including a spot for you to join us on the waitlist for Sales Mastery Society, where we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into topics exactly like this. So if you have ever been wondering, how in the heck do I continue the conversation? What happens next? What if I get stuck? Um, how do I stop being so overwhelmed or stop overthinking all these different pieces, how do I actually know what to say when I actually go to these networking events and even beyond that? Well, you're in luck, sister. You want to join us over in Sales Mastery Society. You're going to want to join the, uh, go and take a look at the show notes and we'll have the links for all of that right below for you to be able to snag your spot before the doors open the next time. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe and leave us a review in case you haven't had an opportunity to do that. It allows us to help so many more people if you are able to share and let us know how we're doing in your neck of the woods. And if you haven't already joined my waitlist for Sales Mastery Society, my exclusive community where I share way more information like you've been enjoying here on this podcast, what are you waiting for? The doors are going to be opening up soon, and I am super excited to be celebrating your success next. You could be just like some of my clients inside of the community where we have been celebrating brand new clients, $195,000 in sales in two days, being able to exceed incomes left behind with jobs from being a professor and all other kinds of wins that have been so, so amazing to be able to celebrate. Grab your seat. The link is below and we will see you on the other side. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.